Now, I'm no Marty McFly, always worried about the future, but what does God's omniscience say about the future of our world and how it ends? The Elephant in the Pew Hey, you've reached Elephant in the Pew, your resource that looks at the topics that everybody wants to discuss, but nobody wants to talk about. I'm Ryan Ramsey, and thanks so much for joining us today. Elephant in the Pew is back with a new format. Until now, we've been on a podcast, but now you can get us on YouTube. So don't forget to punch that subscribe button so that you can get the updates from Stephen and I all the time. We've been talking about the omniscience of God, and this is my last little input this week into God's omniscience. So as we look at God's omniscience, I want to talk about how his all-knowingness or his omniscience affects the future of our world, especially the ending. Revelations tells us everything that's going to happen. Problem solved, right? It's in the Bible. Wrong. The problem is that when John wrote down what he saw, much of it is open to interpretation for what exactly it means. So God's all-knowingness did not transfer very well to us. Or did it? John describes some crazy things in Revelation. For instance, four living creatures covered with eyes in front and back that looked like a lion, calf, man, and eagle. And they all had six wings. A dragon with seven heads and ten horns wearing crowns. And a ten-horned, seven-headed beast from the sea also wearing crowns. I mean, this stuff is weird to see, right? Can we even trust what God's telling because of it? And can we trust his omniscience for what's to come? Can we trust his omniscience at all? Because it says in the same book, in chapter 19, verse 11, Then I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and he judges and makes war and righteousness. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe stained with blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it. He will shepherd them with an iron scepter. He will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Sound familiar? This is typically the verse that we reference in Christ's return as we talk about that in Revelations. So can we trust that interpretation of Jesus from Revelation if we have a hard time seeing the rest of Revelation as factual or believable? I guess the real question is, do we see the same imagery of Christ anywhere else in the Bible by another author? Maybe another author who has been given some kind of revelation of Christ's return. Well, do you think I would set that question up with a no? The answer is yes. You can turn to Matthew 24, 29 through 31. It says, Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet. And they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the furthest ends of the earth and heaven. Jesus wins. 
confirmed. So, if God's omniscience can give us the end of the story for how this earth ends, we need to trust it, even if it seems hard to believe because of the weird things written down. If an all-knowing God gives us the winner, we know who wins. Jesus wins. What do you think? Does the book of Revelation mean that the end is set, or is it still being written? Tell us down in the comments below. We want to talk about it. Don't forget to punch that subscribe button on your way out, and thanks for watching Elephant in the Pew today. I'm Ryan Ramsey, and I'll see you tomorrow, Stephen.